Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Spinning the Reel. I am your host, Evan. I'm your host, Zach. Baba Yaga. I'm back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's not John Wick. I, I know you guys are a little disappointed, but it's me, your third host, Cody. I'm back, guys. It's wow. basically the same as a ghost materializing out of thin air, so That's pretty right. close. Practically I've actually... retired. He's come out of retirement to do what he does best. Yep, exactly, dude. It's killing podcast in whatever fashion <laughs> <action> that means. <laughs> Cody oh, here fulfilling his marker. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we we really demanded he be here. Um, well, welcome back, Cody. Thank you. Yeah, what an entrance. Yep. How many movies have you seen since the last time you were on the show? Uh, honestly, since the last time I was on the show, maybe like six. Wow, that's pretty good. Wow. Two and two this year. Two just last weekend. One we're gonna be talking about today. Wait, John what's the other Wick one? four. The other one I saw was Creed Three. Oh, okay. Fair enough. We you, talked about that in an unreleased episode. On your, on your oh, diary. you know what? Yeah, I did watch Bush and uh the Puss and Boots. It was on actually was on by the time you hear this episode, that Creed episode should be out too. So Okay, nice. perfect. Not so unreleased. Guys, we're not talking about Creed Three, although that could play into our franchise segment that's later. It was talking about John Wick 4, guys. We are talking about John Wick 4. That's right. And then as Cody is back as the Game Master, we have a a classic spinning the real game. This week, we are going to be drafting Keanu movies. How many? Apparently four. Yes! By by directive of the Game Master. Because there's four movies. Four John Wick movies. It's a tribute. Cody's just going to pick all the John Wick movies. That's yeah leave all the john wick movies open and i might just clean sweep the john wick movies but you're not gonna let that happen (laughs) all right and then uh zach what are we closing things out with uh we're just gonna have a little round table kind of about the state of of franchise filmmaking and like studio filmmaking i guess and how everything is uh uh stemming from like these massive intellectual properties and sort of drowning out maybe some other voices but uh yeah just a, a nice little f- civil civil debate I guess. I'm, ba- I'm back zach this is not going to be civil whatsoever <laughs> you Cody, guys don't worry since you've been gone okay, i've been stepping is, in yeah. to defend franchise movies so you've this is the clash in? of the titans you did you did you were more positive on ant-man than i was that's so. true that's a fact wow the the tables have indeed turned i cannot believe evan was more someone had to do it on a Marvel movie, than Zach. I I missed a lot. I'm ready. I'm eager to dive right in. It's been a time of personal growth for us all. Uh, you guys ready? Yeah. Let's dive Let's right in. All right, guys, so right off the top here, we are talking about the biggest movie of the week. That is the fourth installment in the John Wick franchise, uh, creatively named John Wick Chapter 4. Cody, you're back. What is John Wick Chapter 4? I, you know, I really hope when you were forget about the whole like structure of what the podcast was, but you're right. This is a period of self growth and maybe I'll be better at my, uh, my synopsis here. Uh, John Wick 4 <laughs> is no different than John Wick 3, 2, or 1. There's a is bunch of not? fighting. I don't know. There's there's like this whole... You know, I'll be honest. 
I hadn't rewatched any of the John Wick movies going in. I've seen them all. Don't get me wrong, but it's been like a hot minute. So I was just going into this one. Like, I'm just going to go see this because it looks fun. And uh, anyways, there's the whole high table thing or whatever. And uh, John Wick has to, he killed somebody in the last movie that he shouldn't have killed at the hotel in New York city. And then New York city goes boom. And then John Wick gets to be John Wick and do John Wick things and apparently kill more people than he talks. And uh, he does just that. And then there's like this cool Western standoff with the blind man at the very end. And he wins, but he doesn't kill the blind man. That's pretty good. Um, okay. Just, I mean, spoiling it off the top. I guess it's been out. No, I did not. For about I did not now. spoil that off the top. I basically that said he doesn't he kill a blind kill man. Blind. That's I, pretty I mean, good. God, Wick kills a lot of people, and he it's doesn't kill a blind man. He said the blind man, not a blind man. <laughs> but uh, you're actually like you. You missed a whole entire movie in the in the backstory there as well. You described the plot of chapter two, but that cha- the end of chapter two is when he kills that guy not uh so then there's a the whole chapter three well now you spoiled the whole thing zach cody do you remember how chapter three ends no it, it, chapter en- three is it the ends one with him getting shot off of a roof oh like, yeah he by the guy. so much that he falls off the roof of the, the hotel yeah but he's like like in a super training montage at the beginning of number four so obviously he like walks it off <laughs> he does walk it off that is actually accurate and then there's this like really cool like <laughs> bulletproof like dude the bulletproof like whole suit in that like i want to own one of those not that Why? i'm gonna get shot, shot at i don't i don't know these days who knows can you imagine yeah, I mean, how you'd uncomfortable rather, that would be you'd rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it right Cody? <laughs> that's exactly true. zach zach so, what do you give what do you give my synopsis rating like where am oh, I it's definitely it's a d i guess at least you were able to grade it right, Zach. Evan gave it a four. He knows we go from A to F. <laughs> e, at E for I, that's how long, I don't want to That's tell how you long it's been. That's how long it's been since you've been on the show. You forgot. Yeah, the, is the it format. personal? Yeah, the format change. Now we go one to ten. Yeah, Cody, you've been away a long time. I know. You know we, we've, we've evolved. I shouldn't ask what happened in this segment. Let's just talk about the movie, okay? Let's do it. Zach, let's throw it to you next. What did you think All of right. John Wick Chapter 4? Uh, well, actually, if you don't mind, just a quick recap of where we actually pick up in this one, because like I said, Cody, that's Cody how did bad skip your plot synopsis was. Well, he <laughs> did skip over that, and I mean, and I feel like a lot of people, a lot. So I think both of us, you and I, Evan, we watched all three movies. Uh, yeah. Or, well, I want I watched chapter two and three, which I hadn't seen. I'd, I saw chapter one some time ago. Yeah, we um, did the first three in the last like week or so. Yeah, I literally watched John Wick 2, then the next day, John Wick 3, and then I went to go watch John Wick 4 in theaters the following day. So it was like back mm-hmm. to back to back. Um, but so, yeah, we all know that jo- this starts because uh, the death of John Wick's dog and the stealing of his car. Which but do you remember who spend- kills his dog? It's Alfie Allen. Yeah, it is Alfie Allen, yeah. Um, That's Deon- where Deon Greyjoy was born. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, you know, we all know John Wick loves his dog and goes out to avenge avenge his death uh and then um has to come out of retirement to do so uh which he does he goes on this massive killing spree and then makes some enemies in like i think he's like a russian russian mob or something right yeah i don't remember the first villain but then but then because he came out of retirement he sort of broke this other agreement to to stay out which is like the central like people bring that up a lot in this movie that he should have stayed out and uh because he comes back a guy who he basically swore a promise to that he would fulfill 
Um, that could be anything. It's could, you know, we discussed off the top of marker. Uh, that guy uses them, uses it to have his sister assassinated so he can take her seat at the high table. There's a lot of John Wick lore. Um, you know what? Say what you will about my synopsis, Zach. You have now given more backstory to John Wick one than John Wick. I feel like you, John Wick four. Okay. No, this is all John Wick four backstory. I think, but I think there's a lot, right? Like if you haven't seen those three movies recently, like you're, there's a lot you're missing. I don't think going you're into John Wick four, like John Wick four just you. drops you right into yeah. the, like if you played the end of John Wick three against John, the beginning of John Wick four, it's literally like, there's not a, 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 you know, there's a small time jump from when he is injured from getting shot and then goes like right into this, to this movie. Right. Right. Yeah. And there's, I don't know. I, there's so much going on in this movie that not even just this movie in this whole franchise, they've decided to create this entire world of, um, is anyone going to say if they like the movie? Like I, we haven't even got to just the big <laughs> generic, like, Hey, what you think of the movie? Zach, Zach, did Look, you like, go it? ahead, Cody. What did you think? of? Yeah. The movie? Why don't you kick us off? Oh, sweet. I'll, I'll do just that. Dude, it was fun as fuck. Oh, is this still explicit? No, Cody. Yes. Clean now. Uh, we, no, no. I just messed We're, we're going to advertise canceled. exclusively to children now. We're canceled. Oh, God. I, just, I went there. Nah, dude, I had a lot of fun. Like, I, again, I, I had not rewatched the first three. I just went in and I was like, you know what? This movie looks pretty cool. I had seen the John Wick movies. It's just been a hot minute. And uh, I don't know. I, I, I I didn't miss anything for not like remembering exactly everything that happened in the first John Wick, you know, one, two, and three, but it was just a, a fun time, man. A, a lot of the fight scenes and stuff, like I get it. I, I'm sure there's, you know, conversation around, Oh, that was repetitive or that was too long or whatever, but it's like, Oh, well, we're going to have a conversation about something totally different in a minute, Cody. <laughs> but for, like for action and stuff, like I, I enjoy the hell out of that movie, dude. Like it, I, I, for a two almost three hour runtime movie, I really wasn't bored, and maybe that's speaking to me only being seeing that movie legitimately for this year so far. Um, but like that was just a fun action movie. Keanu Reeves is you know he's grown into that role very well, and I just I didn't expect anything going in, and I just kind of had a blast when I was there, and 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 enjoyed every fight scene to the next, and it was all just it was it was a banging time, dude. Yeah. What about you, Zach? I I did like I like John Wick four quite a bit actually. It's probably my favorite other than the first one. I think the first one's the best. Um maybe that's not a that's a ice cold take, probably, but I think the first one is my favorite, and then this one is, is a close second. I okay. Uh I'm trying to think here. So the first one I liked quite a bit. I don't know. On rewatch, I downgraded all of them except for the third one. Um, and we can get into why in just a minute because it kind of gets into the problem I have with all the movies. But I think the first one is maybe just like a little too self-serious and it's like low budget. So it kind of gets into its um its ideas and that's great. And I think it, it has a clear through line. There's a little bit of the world building in there, but like very little. The I second but... one. Oh, go ahead. No, I, I'm sorry. I'm cutting off. This is your this is your platform. But I, I, you said like low low budget, but I think the gritty it gives it like this grittiness, like this crunchiness yes. of the first one that I really like. Yeah, I agree. And then I think the second one kind of builds out like the world that we are sort of existing in here. But it's also very silly, like all of these rules that they have and all of the, you know characters that exist within this world are pretty ridiculous and that kind of takes a little bit of an edge off of all of the violence 
existing within this world that it's like, okay, this is clearly like a fantasy existence. The third one is so up its own ass that it like buys into all of these things as being like super important as opposed to being like clearly ridiculous. And then as a result, the violence and the gore in that like feels different. I don't know. I I really don't like the third one, even on rewatch. Um, But didn't you say that was the only one you didn't downgrade? No, I upgraded it so that we're going to get into it in a minute. But the reason that I I rated it so poorly the first time was it was like I watched it right on the heels of some like mass shooting that happened. And it was just so unpleasant to sit through two hours of just gunfire basically in that movie Um, that rewatching it. I was like, okay, it's a lot more. There's a lot more creativity in the way they go about things in that movie than I remember, but like I was just so put off by it at the time. Uh, so mm. I did rate it a little higher, but I still think it is the least successful one to me. This one, I think, kind of finds a good balance of like weird and silly, but also like well choreographed action. Um, I think Bill Skarsgård does the worst French accent I may have ever heard in an <laughs> that, yeah, in a it's movie. Really terrible, but it's he's really just terrible. like a creepy little weirdo, and it works. And then that's you him, know, dude. Yeah, it's like a this is like a variant of Pennywise or something, you know? Exactly, <laughs> and it's it's great. And Keanu's doing his Keanu thing, like he's fully in it. Donnie Yen's character is like way out there, but it's fun, you know. Like there's a lot of fun things going on in this movie that. I think work more, even though the the plot and like the lore is so like they've totally jumped the shark at this point that it's just in, like no reasonable person can understand the through line between the first movie and the end of the fourth movie. And that's fine. Like, it doesn't matter. They're just it's just yeah. Keanu fighting people and that it's fine, you know? I mean, it's a level of jumping the shark if, like, you set up a ramp to jump over, like, 16 sharks in, a in like, a small <laughs> pool of sharks. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. they're, they're sort of leaning into that, I think. Um, and it's it pays off, right? Like, this, again, this is, like, a huge popular franchise. People love people love John Wick. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's crazy because I, I think with the other movies, it's kind of like, okay, let's learn a little bit more about this secret society and... He's just being hunted the whole time. So it's like, you know, how does the society work? We're figuring it out as he's just killing people, chasing him. This movie, it's like every single situation that he comes into is like, oh, there's some weird rule in this high table society that, you know, we can't figure out how to solve this. Uh, You could just have a duel. Why not? Or like, I mean, that's every movie. (laughs) Every single movie has that element, except maybe the first one. Yeah. And and so they just they just find the way to weasel out of like any sort of plot knots that they've that they've tied themselves into by just being yeah. like, oh, yeah, the secret society has a rule that this happens if this happens. And it's it's fine. You put up with it and you see a bunch of action sequences. I, Cody, I what can you tell us about the high table? <laughs> One day I'm going to sit at it. That's for sure. <laughs> You're gonna be like the ultimate assassin in the am, table. I am the Baba Yaga. I kill podcast. You don't okay. actually have to kill anyone to sit at the, the high table though, because like the uh Bill Skarsgård's character doesn't do anything. He's just rich and it's controls pretty people. heavily it's pretty heavily implied you, that he's a killer. Like he's like pretty pretty violent. He's pretty have... violent, but I think he gets other people to kill people for him the entire time. Like, no, but he shot, he shot, uh, he shot the concierge. 
Oh, he did shoot the concierge. That was sad. That was yeah. a weak moment. You know? I couldn't. I was so mad. I was so mad when they did that because as soon as they were like, "Oh, the, there's a what do they call him?" He's like, "Oh, there's a harbinger here to see you or whatever." And then the the hotel gets condemned, and then they're like, "Oh, you know, the request of the presence of the of the manager and and uh, the concierge." I think his name's like Sharon or Shakron or something. I can't remember his exact name. I think it's Caron or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, but that guy was so cool. He's really cool across all three movies. And then I was like, they're gonna fucking kill him, and they're gonna let Ian McShane live. And then that's exactly what they did. And I was like, God damn it. Yeah. So this is supposed to be the last movie in the franchise, but it's done so well, and we'll get into that in the last segment. But it's done. I don't know so why they well. wouldn't call it like fifth one. Yeah. So as soon as like I was talking about this uh, with some with some coworkers. And uh, before I had seen it, and I was like, "There's no way this is the last one." Like, if they if they really intended it to be the last one, they would call they would have called it the final chapter instead of chapter yeah. four. Like, they're intentionally leaving that door open, and nev- there's yeah, there's nev- some breadcrumbs. You never want to close some, it off completely. Yeah, and there's some breadcrumbs in the movie as well, and even from the past movies too, like loose ends that they haven't tied up yeah. characters that are that are out there that are affiliated with with uh, with John Wick. Yeah, and then on top of that, too, something I was thinking about is the third movie ends, and it's sort of uh, John Wick and the Bowery King, played by uh, Lawrence Fishburne, are basically plotting to take down the high table. And then at the end of this, it's like, that's not what anyone's after anymore at all. So it's kind of just like, where did we lose the thread here? Um, Again, trying to keep track of the, you know plot thread of these movies you guys are focusing too much on the story elements this is an action movie (laughs) here to watch action i mean just like like, yeah just leave your leave your brain at the theater door and sit down and watch it yeah (laughs) it is though and i don't know just it's fun because so what should we be thinking about cody what 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 would you say i just i actually appreciate i mean and again i think a lot of this action movies are cool and i feel like a lot of the action movies we get nowadays are the ones that unfortunately just are netflix movies i'm gonna go there and you know you talk about i mean i've seen a handful of reviews and stuff and and whatnot and people are like you know going crazy over the choreograph on like the fighting and like the lighting aspect and i like actually really heavily agree with like the lighting aspect and stuff because you see so many movies that are so-called action movies you can't see shit like they're dark as hell you don't really see what's going on you just know there's a fight like occurring and then in the quantum realm (laughs) i didn't see that movie but yes they take place (laughs) in the quantum realm but uh you know you get these really vibrant colorful you know fight scenes that are played out and just really cool and actually innovative ways like my favorite fight scene and i know the one i think the biggest one they're talking about is like the one that like they're comparing to that video game and stuff where you get like this top-down view where are There's... we are we talking about john wick or are we talking about bullet train talking about john wick tangerine <laughs> baby dude actually the, the yeah the kiwi, isometric... if we're talking about bullet train my name's kiwi if we're talking about john wick 4 it's baba yaga 2.0 the, the isometric view like clue house sequence was probably my favorite that in was pretty movie. cool yeah, yeah. especially was... with the explosive bullets that he's shooting and everything yeah, yeah the dragon's breath or whatever what what was your what was your favorite action sequence cody of the it probably of the it probably was that scene i that and actually if i really really did like the uh when they were at the um 
like the Japanese like uh, hotel or whatever. The 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 Osaka yeah. Continental. Yeah, Osaka. That was that was a cool fight, man. Like I love the that lighting one in that one. Too, so yeah. uh, Donnie I, Yen just crawling like a lunatic across the floor of the kitchen. <laughs> awesome. I love the doorbells too. I was yes. like, what is he? What is that? And then it's like a the doorbell. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, what was your favorite Zach uh, sequence? I so I'm a pretty big fan of the isometric sequence as well. When I was watching, mm-hmm. I was like, "This is fucking cool!" Like, uh, I also do like the the, the Osaka um, sequence. I thought that was a lot of fun. I do like the stairs too. The final, like the, the climb cool. up to you the, know, the you know who doesn't floor. like the stairs? John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny watching him roll down the stairs, and you're just like, "Damn, he's gonna have to do this whole thing again." Uh, yeah, all in three I was like, minutes. There's in no, there's, there's literally no reason for him to have gone past like two flights. After two flights, he's like, "Why?" He's like falling on purpose. It's literally, you know? just because they want him to go all the way back up again, and you know it. Then the guy should have kicked him harder, dude. Like <laughs> that, that kick was not hard enough for him to stop his momentum after two flights. Um. This whole series is about vibes, Zach. Do you remember in the the third one when he's having the fight with the horses, and he just kind of turns a horse around into a guy, and the horse's yeah. butt hits the guy, and he goes flying into the wall. Like it's mm-hmm. logic goes out the window in these things. Don't need logic when you have entertainment, Evan. Okay, that's, that's what this podcast is even about. For sure. Yeah, uh, I, honestly, I, though, I think. So I mean maybe it's cheating a little bit because this the this sequence is like multiple fight sequences, but um and Cody I don't know I don't know if you've seen the the warriors but the whole the whole Paris sequence before he actually makes it up to the church is like a callback is like an homage to the sequence in the warriors where they're trying to get home from Manhattan to Coney Island and there's a like a DJ like a radio hostess who's saying he keeps using the word boppers and they play like. Uh, nowhere to hide and i think that's by the eagles mm. that's a cover in this movie cool. but like yeah that yeah i love that i was like oh sick they're doing like the warriors thing you know um that that was a uh, a lot of points for me i didn't know that but uh that was a cool sequence too I was yeah just, i had I yet to see that like... movie but it was fun that that sequence for sure um i think that whole sequence was actually a lot of fun uh, especially when they're uh, around the Arc de Triomphe and uh, basically fighting each other in between cars. Yeah, it's like uh, a whole Frogger sequence. Yeah, it's like a Frogger sequence, but the cars, every John Wick movie, he gets hit by like a dozen cars. It's it's very fun, mm-hmm. um, very entertaining. I think um, that and the Osaka sequence also that you guys have brought up a couple times, I thought was really excellent. So I actually wrote about this movie. I just posted it before we started recording. Oh, nice. So. You guys might not know. Um, It was not really a review of this movie. And this is, I'm so glad Cody's here for this because he's going to disagree with me a ton. Um, These movies I find deeply unsettling. And I I find them that way, not because they're super violent, but because the way in which they're violent in certain moments is so gun heavy. Um, I think each one has progressively featured less shooting, but... Like I said, the third one put me off in the movie theaters because it was right after a mass shooting. The and fourth one had swords. They fought with swords. Fought, that's why I like the Osaka sequence, Cody. Okay. But this right. movie does no have guns. a lot of gunplay, too. You know, the whole sequence up the stairs is shooting people coming down the stairs uh, who are shooting at him. And there's guns. And they go through, again, the top-down sequence in, the, in that house that you guys were talking about, too. A lot of gunfire, a lot of this stuff. And, of course, we are right on the heels of... 
yet another mass shooting, uh, this time in Nashville. Uh, and it's just terrible. And I'm not trying to equate the things. I'm not trying to say that John Wick is the reason that these things happen, because that would be ridiculous. Although I'm sure some people will make the argument that this stuff happens because of violent media. But I think that John Wick is just sort of like a reflection of our like obsession with guns in this country. And you look back on episode, chapter two and chapter three, and there are sequences where like they're getting him set up with a gun um, in chapter three. I think it's um, the concierge that's like pulls a gun and is like, Oh, this model is the, this and look, it has this and it's, Oh, it's so perfect. It's so beautiful. And they do the same yeah. thing in the second one. And it's mm-hmm. just the fetishization of these like weapons of war that really turns me off to these movies part of the reason why i downgraded the the first two watching them again but i don't know i don't know if you guys feel this way i'm sure cody don't but like watching these movies really uh, hits me in a way that like is like ah this is not what i want to be watching given the constant news cycle we're facing of like people getting massacred it's uh i don't know it's it's this movie was not Evan, entirely that, but it was uh, you unsettling. You can't find the doom and gloom in everything, okay, buddy? You got to find the silver lining. You got to find the good stuff. This is entertainment value. And I tried I to find the good stuff way. the whole time, but I'm just telling you that this is always a detractor for me when I see that kind of thing. I'm just, like, I was really surprised. Action movies should be it. an escape, you know? Like, I feel like it was an escape. I mean, obviously, the situation with the Texas thing happened right after, and then it could be... I mean, it is... I don't want to say it is what it is, but it is kind of thing. And then it's just like, if you're going to compare that, it's just like you compare that to anything. You compare any doom and gloom to a movie and be like, oh, man, that movie doesn't hit well with me because this just happened in the real world. And yeah, the real world sucks. And we use movies to escape the real world from time to time. And I guess I could kind of see your point, Evan, but I just I don't. You know what? No, I don't see your point, Evan. I was was trying to talk my way through it. I'm just like, you know, I came into that movie. He just dipped a toe in the water and was like, that's too cold. I'm I'm out of here. I'm not not jumping into the fucking deep end with all the sharks like Keanu does and all these movies. Okay, I'm fucking dipping my toe and I'm leaving. And and don't read my review, Cody, because it's really just about how guns are bad. (laughs) You know, I... I'm going to sound like the worst thing ever right now, which is a centrist, but I can kind of see both sides. I think, I think uh, I would not fault anyone for watching a film like this with such gratuitous, uh, gratuitous, like gun violence, which is objective. Like that can't be denied. You know, there's a lot of fetishization of, of guns in this, in these, in this, in this franchise, um, undeniably, uh, which, you know, if you have even probably just like, tangential experience with something like that totally i get it and it it can be you know uh off-putting or or even sickening um and i absolutely would not fault anyone for having that that opinion or experience with with this film um on the other hand though i think growing up with like violent video games you know call of duty and stuff like that like the this is such a fantasy and it's so Mm -hmm. clear like that's not how guns work right that i can totally see (laughs) you mean him firing 20 shots and basically a nine round mag doesn't make sense yeah absolutely no recoil like the the, yeah Yeah. in the in the visual language absolutely it's, it's pure fantasy uh escapism like video game bullshit right so i can totally see that too and i think 
you know, if I, if I leave my brain at the other door, that's the camp I'm in. Like I, I totally see the appeal to, to the lone wolf, like one man army, just mowing through a bunch of bad guys. Right. Like, I mean, John Wick himself is not the greatest guy ever. He's a, an assassin for hire, but also these people killed his dog. <laughs> like I get it, dude. Yeah. But, you know, and, 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 uh, so I, I see the appeal and the escapism that is in this franchise. And I also see someone who, who like you ha- has the opinion that you do. And I absolutely don't fault you for it. I hope there's no more dog violence after people watch that movie. I will kill you if I see you kill a dog. That's right. <laughs> I will do it. You heard it here first, folks. Evan, are you downgrading like Creed 3 or fucking Ant-Man now because fucking there's all these accusations against Jonathan Majors? Is that just tainted you now too? Oh, that stuff seems really bad, but I mean, his performance in the movie is good. Like, again, I, there's the whole doom argument gloom, of... Doom and gloom, Evan. Doom and gloom. Se- like, se- oh, yeah, separating the, uh, like, the art from the artist and all of that stuff and those things exist. Yes, okay. Existed so, and we reviewed them. Why doesn't that exist in this situation? I guess that's what I'm kind of getting. Because at. I think the connection between the movie and the world is different. Like I think watching Jonathan Majors on screen doesn't necessarily evoke like real world like shit that's going on. But I think watching someone go through and like like Zach kind of described it as mowing through like a, a crowd of people is unsettling given like the stuff that has happened and continues to happen every day that is not tied to just one person that is like a systemic problem and fetishizing the what i believe to be the cause of that problem is um where i am a little more unsettled like you know jonathan majors will see where that all goes um like obviously talented actor gives good performances but i think that is a, a very insular thing whereas the problem that i have with john wick um just nothing sort of conception is different (laughs) yeah that's more of like a problem with hollywood uh read jonathan majors right and like uh, you're telling me disney's gonna drop the next biggest name in the villainhood of the marvel well i think it's still uh, i mean uh, yeah who knows who knows how that's gonna actually shake out uh but yeah i i can i can see the distinction that that evan is making there uh and i think it i think it rings true um how can how how did this happen? How did I join a podcast? That's supposed to be an entertaining movie. You found it. Evan, You're a co-founder of this Evan, podcast, Cody. You're Evan not. You didn't a... just join this podcast. You're a co-founder. This is Cody's Joker moment. But listen, look. I mean, Cody, political. if you want to, if if you want to, if you want to, you know, one episode back, Revan just hey, this movie was if, great. There's nothing political about this movie, and then boom, bam. No, all, right all, 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 all media is political. All, yeah, all filmmaking is political. All, all of it. Um. But if you want to move back to like a more a more lighthearted topic of discussion, I, I mean, I we do, can actually Zach. do that. Yeah, we need to do that. I'm, I'm taking now. Do you, do you? How much do you remember about the previous three films? The dog dies. Because I'm curious here. I'm, I'm so I I I really like Donnie Yen in this. Yes. Um, and I really like uh, you like like Evan said off the top, like Bill Skarsgård being a weird little guy, but. I'm just curious to see what you guys think. Like, how would you rank the villains across across these four movies? Uh, man, I haven't I haven't seen them like in a most recent manner to probably weigh in there. Like, like I said, it's been the reason. I, the the reason I ask is mostly because uh, I, I I had ju- I have just recently watched Chapter Two and Three, mm-hmm. and thinking about you know all the villains across all of these, I feel like they get a little bit more comical each time. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I'll weigh in on the fourth one. It's like. 
was I mean, I don't really see him as what I really liked was the villains, like the dynamic, I guess, of the so-called villains. Right. Because this guy hires these people, like you said, to kill everybody. And then this other guy's like a bounty hunter and stuff who has his dog and stuff, which, you know, homage to the whole, like, yeah, he's you know, having a dog in every movie. I really liked, like, that dynamic. Like, you could see, like... Yeah, nope. It was cool. Nobody's role is 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 pretty interesting in this, I think. Yeah, everyone has, everyone has their own stake in the matter on how, like, things obviously pan out in the movie. And, I don't know, I just found, like, that dynamic, like, really just also as entertaining as, you know john's main you know yeah uh, endeavor to get to the end to to get to the to get to the the duel and stuff and all that but having these two other parties kind of involved uh with their own you know goals in mind and all that and how they kind of change and stuff and what's best for them kind of thing uh it's just it's interesting it's fun what, what about you evan haven't seen, haven't seen these Man. films as recently as me who who would you who's the best villain so again, I don't think you could call Donnie Yen a villain in this one because he he is much more of a like he's antagonist an antagonist character. Yeah, uh, and he, he's great. I think he's one of my favorites. I think Zero, uh, played by Mark Dacascos in the last one, is so silly but fun. Like just kind of like that's, a fanboy. That's of, the fanboy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Super fun, funny. The adjudicator in that kind of gives a really committed performance. That's uh, Asia Kate Dillon uh, is the actress that plays the adjudicator. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think all of the John Wick villains are kind of irrelevant to the point of John Wick. And it, it kind of goes back to the whole thing we've been talking about is that like the underground society that exists doesn't really matter. The, um, like all that outside stuff, none of it really matters. It's just like John Wick fighting people off. And then there's, like you said, increasingly silly villains. And yeah, they're silly. It's fun. Like I, I like all of the, the, antagonists in here like i said bill skarsgård little weirdo uh common in the second one is uh, i love common yeah is, is that, great. that that fight on the subway is so good and then he's he's like stabs him in the heart and he's like listen there's a knife in your heart you pull that out you're gonna die and he's take like, care ah, of yourself <laughs> yeah he's like take you know he's like he's he stabs him in a way that disables him but doesn't kill him immediately so he's like consider this like a professional courtesy i love yeah. that and then he just leaves like, it's so good yeah I, I mean again i so going back to what we were talking about earlier not getting into all the all of it but uh cody what i'm, I'm saying is like this movie is really well made it's very fun like all of these movies are keep it going, keep it like, going on the positive note action fun well choreographed like you said well lit well staged the whole thing is really really well done just as a broader point like i just have a problem with movies that kind of uh put out that sort of uh view into the world and it, it, i just find it unsettling to watch but I, can't, I cannot wait to just tear apart your next five-star movie for one that's so time. interesting too though i mean so like it's so gratuitous in this right the the level of of uh gunplay yeah. But I think something like I, I'm surprised we didn't have a conversation similar to this when we talked about like vengeance, right? Because while vengeance is about something entirely different for the mm -hmm. first hour of it, the final sequence is like very like gun. You know, the gun plays a big role in in that final sequence. Yeah. I think it's I think it's interesting because that also says something about about uh, society and and guns place in it and then like justice right i don't know i'm I just just reminded me of, of that of that film thinking about it but everything think, reminds you of that film zach i, 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 I mean i rewatched recently i love that movie it's so good 
Yeah. All right. Well, anyone have any other uh, last minute thoughts here about John Wick? I will in I... my uh, Letterboxd Roundup. Oh, okay. It, I mean, that's got to be what that's got to be what's next, right? Yes, yeah, Letterboxd yeah. Roundup is my final thoughts. That's what Evan just asked. So, Letterboxd All right, Cody, you're back for the first time. Why don't you lead us off? Uh, you know what? I don't know. This felt like the Maverick of 2023 for me so far, and maybe it's because I haven't Whoa. seen like movie. <laughs> no, I mean just like fun. Race. It's just like a fun, entertaining movie. Like this is what this is, and so far that's my only comparison because it's the only movie I've seen. And I was like, wow, this was actually like, really fun. Like this is like a a banger movie, and you know, for a lot of reasons, you know, like Evan said, the the fighting scenes, the lighting, the choreograph, all that stuff. I think being able to keep things as fresh as it was for a fourth movie in the installment is kind of like, hey, kudos to you guys for keeping it so entertaining and not dull and boring or maybe you know repetitive, especially for a three hour runtime. I don't know. Add all that up, add stuff up that you know. Personally, this is the first movie I've seen this year and stuff, and I actually gave this uh, four out of five stars. Wow. I would have actually posted that before that, Zach, but I would have had to kill you. So um, I'll post it. <laughs> Wick 4 or Creed 3, Cody? Huh? Uh, Wick 4. Wow. Okay. How about you, Zach? What What would you go with? Uh, so I have John Wick Chapter 4 at three and a half stars, um, which is, I think, approximately what I have every John Wick at. I think that's just where it lands for me. Um, like I said, this one's probably my favorite since the first one. Pretty good stuff. I mean, the Warriors homage. We got Justice on the soundtrack. Uh, fun characters. I, I like this one. Three and a half. I would like to say, though, as sort of my final closing thoughts on this. Um, can we get, like, Hiroyuki Sonata in something where he, he like, wins in? Because I feel like the He's last things dying. I saw him in. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, or if not dying, just losing, right? Like, in Bullet Train, he gets bested by by the white demon or whatever the guy's fucking name is. Um, he gets he's Scorpion in uh yeah uh, dude I don't even Mortal remind Com- me of that movie <laughs> he's like Scorpion <laughs> in Mortal Kombat and he gets fucking murked by by Sub Zero uh this guy is so cool I I I I love him as an actor and I think like can we get him something where he's the John Wick in it like I want to see him just just uh absolutely kill a bunch of people so basically what you're telling me is get Hiroyuki uh, Sonata in a good movie you know yeah, so far. yeah. Bad movies. Just um, as good a movie as John Wick 4, at least. Maybe fair it comes enough, back. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I gave this one three stars. I I actually like the second one the best of the franchise, I think. But I uh, I would rate this one probably on par with the first one. So, uh, good stuff. Go see John Wick 4 if you haven't already. All right, guys, we are uh, going to do a Keanu Reeves movie draft in honor of John Wick 4. Cody has requested it be four movies each instead of five in honor of John Wick 4. Uh, off camera, off uh, recording here, we have rolled a dice. And uh, in a controversial decision, uh, Zach will pick first. Cody will pick second. I will pick third. Cody, do you, do you want to give the background? Go ahead. No, Zach's just like, it has to be a D20, and I agreed with him. Anything less than that, you just don't get the dice game. Wow, you're not even going to tell the fans the, the actual suspense that just happened? Cody oh, rolled true. 17, okay? Cody rolled first. He got I a did. 17. I did. I lucked out, and I got the 18. Yeah, I got man. a 9, so <laughs> fuck you guys. <laughs> 
Yeah. Go sit in the corner. <laughs> I am. <laughs> all right, guys. And watch uh, all your John Wick poor Keanu movies. draft, right? It's as simple as that. We're gonna we're gonna draft Keanu Reeves movies because right. Keanu rocks. Sure. Um yeah. Zach gets the first pick, so do we wanna just start picking movies? Zach. Yeah. All right. So I think I'm gonna go with uh I'm just gonna go with the first matrix. So the first pick. just the matrix, matrix. yeah. So I've got. Oh, you're keeping matrix. track of these. Oh God, damn it! I'm gonna have to write. I got. I, I'm keeping track too. Oh, so. cool. Okay. I don't, have, yeah, I don't have a paper in front of me. I am lacking. All right. So Cody's next. Cody's a little I rusty. Like I, I am rusty, and I feel like there's 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 movies that I can pick. They're gonna still be on the table later, so I want to pick like more obscure movies for John. That's Wick's a stuff. terrible strategy. Why? Why is that a terrible <laughs> strategy? This is my strategy. This is this is a game that I don't let him get in your head, Cody. Don't let him get in your head. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go with a movie called Point Break. Okay, that's okay. a solid classic. Pick. Classic Keanu. Yeah, so I just I, the strategy just, of why picking... there's four John Wick movies. I I have opportunity to grab any of them. With you other know, movies. there's so many good movies on the board. I'm gonna pick one no one knows about. But you pick Point Break, so can't can't be mad about that. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll just go with John Wick then. You know, I feel like the first uh, John Wick is John Wick classic. Everyone loves it. Let's go with it. Nice. Fair. Of course, Mr. Wick. Uh, all right. All right. Let's get serious, boys. Oh, all right. Second pick. Hmm. Let's pick all the Matrix movies, Zach. I think you should, dude. Just Matrix. <laughs> you could really get some good. Sh- yeah. <laughs> just complete the set complete yeah. yeah um no i think i'm gonna do i i think i think i'm gonna go john wick chapter two here all right i, I like john wick chapter two yeah. cody all shouldn't right you've gone snake shouldn't i've gotten to pick two then it doesn't matter right. go for it cody well we are sitting apparently at a round table from what zach said earlier so depending on where you're sitting we could have gone clockwise and you could have been second but i'm gonna go with the way the dice laid and i'm second and i'm not gonna take any longer because you guys are scaring me i'm gonna take john wick chapter four all right okay it's gonna john take that four, off the sure. Sure. so i'm i'm torn here because i i think i know what you're gonna pick some Keanu movies i love and then there's some that like i'm like people love you know, but I'm gonna go with my heart here. I'm gonna go with Toy Story Four. I knew it. I Such a good movie. It. Anyone yeah. that doesn't think so is fucking wrong. Um, if you didn't, if you didn't pick Toy Story Four, that would have been my next one. It's it's so good, and his performance is so funny in it as Duke yeah. Kaboom. Yeah, absolutely. Talk about That's jumping good. over sharks. That man knows how to. Just he could. Die. He could jump over a shark easily. Yeah, he's Duke Kaboom. He was a Canuck with all the luck. <laughs> <laughs> classic oh he's still good in that one great all right i guess it's back to me let's see here that i man i would have i would have picked toy story 4 if if you hadn't just now lots of good ones on the table here now should we pick the lake house man do you want to get the uh middle-aged mother vote then that's the that's the thing you gotta diversify you gotta diversify uh i'm so i'm looking at where i mean i imagine we're all looking at at his filmography right now and there's actually so much i haven't seen doesn't mean you can't i've seen a lot of these 
Like even some classic ones, right? Like I haven't seen Speed. I feel like that's a pretty popular Bond movie. Keanu one, yeah. There's a movie literally called Keanu, and it stars. It looks like. Yeah, Jordan don't pick Peele. that, Cody. That movie's bad. Why? <laughs> it's like Keen Peel right after Keen Peel ended, and it's not good. It's Keen Peel, dude. <laughs> you talk about playing for the masses. You know, it's funny. Actually, looking on here, there's actually a thing for John Wick Five. <laughs> yeah, they're talking about it. Oh, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, Zach, I wouldn't. Gotta, I, I would not. I would not doubt that we're gonna get a John Wick five. You gotta pick something, bro. You okay. just gotta uh, do it. Oof. All right, this is tough. Um, th- it's probably a, it's probably a bit early to pick this because I know I I highly doubt either of you would pick this, but I'm gonna go with a scanner darkly. That's okay. just one that that's Richard just one Linklater. that has a sure. a place in my heart. I love that movie. Why is Q into the storm on this list? I was looking at that too, and I was like, I cannot remember him in that series. It must be like a Matrix reference. You guys left I it on the right. table. I think you're right. I think you're right. I'm going with another old school. We're going with Speed. Oh, that was going to be my pick next, but that's yeah, okay. Yeah, but you took because... all everyone's Toy Story 4, so suck it. Everyone's Toy Story 4. That, that <laughs> well, I was thinking, good. I almost I actually. Want... I almost picked I that before Matrix. Cody, honestly, I thought you would have picked the replacements by now. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm almost there. <laughs> I have four movies, Zach. So, all right, I've got, I've got two more to pick here. Um, I do love that movie. So, Bill and Ted, the franchise, right? Best movie, I think, inarguably, is Face the Music. I think that they brought that to new, de- uh, like, to new heights. But I think <laughs> the one that people hold in their heart most dearly. Is Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, and why wouldn't they? It's it's incredible. It's funny. It's quotable. Um, it's got George Carlin in it. Um, it's got Look, I'm trying Jane to sell it. Look, trying in to it. Sell it, Zach. From the Go Go's, uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is excellent, and we should all be excellent to each other. So that's going to be my third pick. Wow, I'm surprised you just what a. What a fumble from from Evan here, leaving forty seven Ronin on the table. <laughs> is that three movies? That is three. All right, uh, this is my final pick. Yeah. My final Johnny pick Mnemonic. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm actually gonna. I'm all right. So my man, I'm looking at my list now. I'm like, this is not the people's list. This is <laughs> this is Zach's list. Uh, and you know what? I'm just gonna round it out with with my pick here. Not a good movie by any means. Not even probably not even a good Keanu movie. Um uh, I'm gonna go with Constantine. All right. Whew. Fair. You scared me, Zach. Because you're I, saying I, not I, you can have the replacements. You can I, have it. Dude, how do you not want the replacements? You're talking <laughs> you're literally just talking about for the people. That's a movie you just sit on your couch, it's on like probably TNT or some bullshit. And you're like, God damn it, this movie's funny as fuck. Listen, you know, sometimes sometimes you just have to sometimes you just have to go down with the ship, all right? I'm I'm one of those violin guys in the Titanic right now. I'm I'm happy with my list. Um I'm I'll go with it's my grave. I'm gonna go uh I I did take the replacements for realsies. That is my fourth and final pick. Unless I change the game right now and I feel like there's enough movies on the table. But no, we're going with it. Four movies. I'm gonna Evan's got one movie left. You sure you don't want the Keanu movie? I don't know. Do you, Cody? 
I already picked my movie, The Replacements. So, Damn. you know, I'm very tempted by Babes in Toyland, the Drew Barrymore <laughs> children's movie, but I will... You're not going to go Between Two Ferns? You know, there's a SpongeBob movie in here. We've got a lot of options that are, you know, very good. Uh, I'm really, actually, genuinely considering Always Be My Maybe because I just the knew quality it. of the Keanu performance in that movie is... That's one I haven't seen. Spectacular. Oh, Keanu that's really funny. Plays it's so funny. A, a fictional version of himself who uh, is, like, dating Ali Wong in the meantime when Randall Park was being a dick. And then Randall Park punches Keanu Reeves, and it's uh, it's very funny. But anyway, uh, I'm gonna actually go with what I think is the best Matrix movie, The Matrix Resurrections, from uh, just a couple <laughs> years ago. <laughs> there is no way Resurrections is better than the original. I think no it is. Way. Honestly, I no think way. Zach, I know, dude. No, Zach, okay, uh, that's transphobic of you to say. Honestly, Zach, you How? might be going. You might be going down <laughs> with the ship. But you've already thrown Evan overboard with a big ass rock tied to his like leg, and he's just he's sinking Dude, fast. He's sinking look, I, fast. I mean, I I like the Matrix Resurrections. I think it's great. I, I had a lot of fun with that one. But there's no way it's better than the original. How did we not get all the John Wick movies in our John Wick podcast? John Wick movies we've been over this are not that good. You I mean, chapter on. three, chapter three. While I like some of the plot elements, is probably the weakest one. I would say. Mm-hmm. I didn't pick John Wick three. I picked John Wick. Chapter yeah, the, but you said, "How do we not get the John Wick franchise?" Uh, right, right, right. We're missing is chapter three. Yeah, All right. I didn't know someone pick, who picked two. No, oh, oh I uh, did. I, that was yeah, my second pick. Uh, All right, so Zach, you I'm were keeping track of this. Uh, Cody, do you remember what your? <laughs> let's go down the line. Cody, what were your picks? All right, I started with Point Break. I jumped into John Wick chapter four. Hit it with speed. Then I finished with good old classic American football and the replacements. Hey, Zach. Solid list, solid list. The people's list, probably. Um, they say, yeah, I'm, the, you know they say I'm, I'm the people's podcaster. Yeah. I, I'm looking at Keanu's like filmography still right now. And for some reason, I'm having this weird like uh, Mandela effect moment where I swear he was in Dogma. I don't know if you guys know Dogma, but I, I swear it. he had like a cameo in it or something, but it's not on here. So, and you um, didn't pick it anyway. So, uh, what's your list? Yeah, there? well, because it wasn't. Well, if on you there, did, anyway. it would be ineligible. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here, here's 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 Zach's list. Uh, the the wine club list of Keanu draft. Um, we got the first Matrix. We got uh, John Wick Chapter Two, uh, A Scanner Darkly, and Constantine. I feel like All a scanner right. darkly could cost you here. Evan, go I, go oh, ahead. I would advocate no. for anyone to watch a movie. It is I agree, so good. but I just feel like people haven't seen it. You want to talk about a Have list? Have you seen it? No. <laughs> okay. Exactly. But that's what I'm saying, is like I feel like people haven't seen it. Listen, Speaking... the rotoscoping is beautiful. The story by by uh, Philip K. Dick, incredible, so good. Mine's questions like a... about I've seen Apollo eleven about... and a half. Like it it's yeah. you know. All right, you know, the... my list was ahead, a, uh, a year 20 bottle of Chardonnay, Zach's list, maybe like a, a 10 year. Year 20? <laughs> <laughs> Merlot. Uh, yeah. Evan, please go through your spoiled uh, milk. Yeah, list. so this is a oh, combination yeah. of people's <laughs> list versus my personal preference, but I have John Wick, the original, Toy Story 4, 
right. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Uh, and then I have The Matrix Resurrections. Yeah. Honestly, the, you know, that is a bit of a people's list too. It's just on Resurrections. a lot of popular I think, franchises. I think, Re- I think Resurrections is so divisive that a I lot of people so. will be turned off by your list. I, I, I guess it, it might be for like Matrix fans, but I feel like it's the most accessible of the Matrix movies. Cause it sucks. Absolutely not. You just said it was the most accessible. The most accessible movies are usually the worst movies. That's why they just, ah, just throw this one on TV. We don't care. We can't make more. I'll, I'll tell you this right now, or not Cody. I mean, Cody, you're here. You're listening, but Evan, I'll tell you this right now. The matrix hasn't been embraced by the entire political spectrum on the left. Everyone loves it for the trans allegory. On the right, everyone thinks loves that the government's the fucking lying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, exactly. So, like, that's fair. That's fair. The, the Matrix is definitely accessible and has such a. I, I guess the, the Matrix Resurrections is like you know telling all the people that took the wrong idea from the Matrix, like fuck you. So I guess maybe the, so, that's why I liked it. So yeah, I mean, and going into our next segment here after we we wrap up this counter draft. It is such a commentary on franchise filmmaking. Like, yes. that's the whole, that's the central premise of Matrix Resurrections. We will revisit this. Any last words on your Keanu lists? Can't wait uh, to mine's win the this best. one. Can't wait to win this one. <laughs> Cody, are you going to post this on Instagram? You know what? Maybe I, maybe Zach, send him the list. Yeah, send me the list, Zach. Do it. I'll send you the list. I, I will, will send uh, you the list. I'll get things going. This will again. also be the, uh, the Spotify question for the episode. Oh yes, I love that. Um, okay, what's the Spotify question? What is the best? We, we have the best add, list. This Who is the best a discussion list? for another topic. Um, <laughs> Don't you cut me off. I'm talking to Zach. <laughs> I started this podcast, and I can end this podcast by getting rid of you. Cody comes on just to cancel it. <laughs> All right, guys, so we are going to close things out this week with a segment that we kind of teased on last week's episode. So, Cody, uh, since this episode has not been released as of the time of this recording, you actually wouldn't know what this is, uh, assuming you listen to the episodes. Um, We briefly mentioned that Creed is in talks to become a franchise beyond just the, the film franchise side they're talking about a film that's going to be a spinoff um they're talking about an amazon series they're talking about an anime series all revolving around creed and much in the same way i guess rocky became a franchise creed is in talks to become a franchise uh now today we talked about john wick uh obviously the fourth film in a franchise of keanu reeves starring um films about assassins this is also getting a series about it called The Continental, which I think is going to hit HBO. I'm not sure entirely. Um, starring, I, I'm not sure who's going to be in it actually, but it's going to be like a younger version of Ian McShane's character, uh, Winston, uh, talking about how he came to found the New York Continental. We're also getting a spinoff movie called Ballerina, Starring Ana de Armas, which I can only assume has to do with the Ruska Roma, uh, as we've seen the baller, uh, the ballet dancers, 
uh, in the, in those sort of sequences of the John Wick franchise. Apparently Keanu Reeves is going to, um, is going to, uh, cameo in that. So this is a full on franchise and we is become an intellectual property much in the same way that like Marvel, um, Rocky Creed now, like all of these things, Fast and the Furious is something Cody brought up off air. Uh, we are really entering another franchise. And I kind of wanted to take a minute to talk about like the state of where franchises are, why it feels like everything is becoming a franchise or has to have franchise potential. Um, and I guess I'll just throw it, why don't I throw it to Zach first this time? What do you think about, I don't know, the expansion of the John Wick universe first, but like also just the, you know, everything being a franchise? Um, okay. I guess I'll start with the expansion of the John Wick universe. I think in terms of, if I'm, if I'm looking at this from the perspective of the producers and like the people behind John Wick and like its production and, uh, in enfranchisement, it just makes sense to try and option it for a, a series, um, like a multi-season show or even multiple shows on a streaming platform, just because as we sort of only half discussed in, in the John Wick segment, there's a lot of lore there about like the high table and how this like world of assassins came to be. And then, you know, the rules and, and consequences. Um, so it, it, it makes sense, right? Cause there's a lot of shit you can just make up in that world. Like there's a lot of world building that's still on the table, uh, even with everything that they've done in the films. So from like a monetary standpoint or just even just trying to build the IP as, as a brand and a franchise just makes sense to try to do that. I, I don't know that that personally I would want to watch anything like that. Like I, maybe I will, we'll see how popular it gets. Right. I mean, you, making that stuff, even if you already have as successful IP is always a gamble. I feel like um, trying to, it, it can feel like pandering or, you know, trying to like leverage the fans that you already have. Uh, it, it's kind of a mixed bag. Um, franchise filmmaking as it stands now, just more as a more general topic, I think is, feels a bit suffocating, um, especially probably to the more average moviegoer uh, who doesn't seek out these sort of, you know, independent films or international cinema. It's it if you're just an average person who occasionally checks like, oh, what's playing this weekend, or you know, sees it on like YouTube ads or cable or whatever, it seems like there's probably only big movies that are coming out that are already associated with something that you're already familiar with. Like we got like the Mar uh the Mario movie coming up. We got Marvel releases this year. Um John Wick is a big, you know, franchise movie. We got Dungeons and Dragons. Not that that's a franchise, but like, you know, it is in in gaming. Um, we have The Last of Us, I'm in television show, but also yeah. everything everything is stemming from intellectual property, which is not foreign to to movies and, and television, but it just seems like on a scale that we haven't really seen before. That was a really long monologue. Someone else, please take the floor. Cody, same question to you. What do you think about John Wick becoming, you know, an expanded universe and uh, the state of franchises as they as they are now? I kind of, it's hard because I, I like it because it's like, okay, this character, this world building or whatever. More of what you like. 
yeah, more of what I like. Um, it's like interesting to think about like, oh, okay, this movie or this character has become so mainstream that, you know, these entities then feel like, okay, we have to keep this going. We have to keep the light on and keep people, average moviegoers, like Zach said, interested. I think then on the flip side of that is eventually, you know, John Wick's, I think, been luckily to date to be successful because everyone's like, how can you top that? How can you top that? How can you top that? And I feel like we get that now with the Marvel universe where it's like, it is suffocating. Like you said, Zach, where it's just like, dude, like what the fuck's going on? If you missed one show now or what, you know, it's really hard to stay up to date. And then it just gets so cumbersome and tiring to try and keep up with everything so that you know, what's going on into the next movie. Sometimes, you know, with franchises like that, like, you need to know what's going on and sometimes you don't. And I feel like maybe John wick is why maybe it's successful. Like I get it. There's, there's still a story that plays out in John wick, but like I said, if you know, if you went to go see John wick four, I'm not saying there's elements you would miss, but you can't tell me like, Oh, I didn't have fun seeing that. And I guess you could arguably say that about Marvel, but I feel like Marvel's built so much where it's like, there has to be some type of backstory and some of the movies have to be seen. It's just the frequency of which they come out. Like obviously one of the most successful movies, you know, that came out last year was a movie, you know, Maverick that hadn't been released before that for 20 plus years, right. Where that excitement level might like come back and it's a generational thing. Like, Oh man, I remember Maverick and all this kind of, or kind of stuff where it's like, if you, if you space it right, I feel like, you know, if you, if you're trying to build a franchise and you're not looking for quick success or quick turnaround, that could potentially be more successful because it's more, it's like, I'm excited to see this. If this movie hasn't come out for, you know, the, the last movie hasn't come out for three or four years, like Avatar right now is going to be, you know, busting out movies left and right. It seems like moving forward with Disney where it's like, what, it'd been like 10 years. And I feel like maybe the excitement was there. It did gross again over like $2 billion. And everyone was like, oh, that won't, that movie's not going to get enough. Like it was the first time around, but you know, apparently it did enough. People were like, you know, interested, intrigued to be like, can this first one be topped? Is there something about this element that, you know, cause obviously the first one came out and it was like, wow, this is the way it was shot is super interesting. You know, does technology advance in a way these movies are shot different that makes the next movie in that series for whatever reason, uh, you know, that much to the next level kind of thing. So it, it's a hit or miss, but I think you just, you gotta be really cautious about it. And I don't think we are nowadays. I think, you know, I, all I hear now on Twitter is just the burnout for Marvel the most, obviously that's, you know, the number one cinematic universe that we got going on in franchise, uh, fast 10s coming out. And at this point it's like what it was before, like that completely is 180. you know, we have spinoffs already coming from that. And it's like, now it's just, now everyone's just used to it being obscure and off the wall. And, and, and that kind of works. Like I'm like, I'm actually excited to see fast 10 because of how like, unfortunately dumb it's going to be, but because of that, how, (laughs) yeah, dude, let's freaking go. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it got to that point where it's just like, you tried to think, ah, man, this is just getting so far away from being serious. And then you just kind of go with it. So I don't know. Obviously it's always to the individual and stuff, but um, I think there's definitely, I enjoy more and, you know, I enjoy more of the franchises that are more selective in the timing of their releases versus here's a franchise here's now all these spinoffs i guess i'll see how creed plays out here in the next couple of you know years potentially but if you're trying to make all these spinoff characters and do all this stuff it might just get overwhelming and then that x factor of what creed is or was just 
it gets lost, you know, in the muddle of it all. So my two thoughts. You talk about how can you top that? How can you top that? But John Wick kills three men with a pencil in John Wick 2, and you can't top that. Um, I think one of the interesting things uh, you guys both brought up is sort of the level of, I guess, I don't know, previous film that you need to be aware of for the Marvel Cinematic Universe and I guess I'll add to that and say that like it almost feels like an obligation to watch Marvel movies now because you know that there's like three more coming out in the next year or like the next calendar year or whatever um, that you have to keep up with Cody have you seen uh, She-Hulk yet? No I did not watch He's She-Hulk not, He's not caught up. I haven't seen the new Ant-Man so I'm behind. It's All over, right, it's over. Wait, wait you haven't seen Quantumania either? Nope it's over <laughs> So do you have to see She-Hulk to see Quantumania? Do I really? No. No. Uh, no. Not at all. You have to see Moon Knight, though. It feels like that sometimes, though, right? Like, you have to see... I mean, yeah. There's some homework. There's some homework there. There's some homework, sure. And we've got Marvel's such a unique case, I think, though. Like... That's the standard. There's not... I think I think at one point Marvel was the standard and it's sort of the blueprint for all of these other. That's uh, the problem. It's the blueprint, right? So yeah. like, it's not that it's the standard. It's Marvel is starting to fade. People are getting less and less interested in seeing uh, like a filler movie in between, you know, different franchises that they care about. A lot of their favorite characters are gone, but it is the blueprint. And now all of these other things like John Wick is a perfect example. Like, there's a lot of lore to explore in uh, in John Wick and that expanding it out into a series kind of does make sense because you can get a sense of where all these rules and consequences came from, like you said, Zach. But Marvel has become the blueprint and now even something like John Wick that started as an independent thing that played at Fantastic Fest, that got picked up because the audience reception was so good. Um, like, now it has become a franchise itself that can anchor a, a weekend at the box office. It is the second biggest opening weekend of the year behind only quantum mania in a long weekend. Um, like you can build off of these smaller things. I mean, it's, it's bigger. March and it's only March first of all, but right. But it may, I mean, you see, there's a point there. $5 million it's opening weekend. So like, that's not nothing. It's not the three five five. <laughs> it's certainly not the believe, three five five, one way or another. I cannot believe that movie didn't win any Oscars. By the way, the three you guys, five five. You didn't even. I, I know you didn't even <laughs> acknowledge my perfect uh, lineup for the Oscars. I got everyone right. Cody said <laughs> that I pick all the winners, and that's I did. Right. I picked every. He, he picks whoever wins. I just saw go, everything man. everywhere all so at once. How do you feel about Kihei like, Kwan winning? It's great. I picked him. Kihei Kwan Cinematic Universe went. I, dude, like I said, everything. I mean, that's its own cinematic Lucky universe. Lucky Doki after Jones. In a, in a single two and a half movie. Hour, two and a half hour runtime. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think there is still a distinction to be made in Marvel's the blueprint. And now there's a bit of Marvel fatigue. I think as long if you are trying to expand your franchise, then all you have to avoid is like an oversaturation of content, right? Um, There's been a lot of a lot of discussion and and analyzation of of essentially almost a doubling of 
of content hours from pre end game to now to to like phase four. Yeah, with and they're the trying to slow down. Series. Yeah, I, it just it, gets it, it, it is. just gets so hard because you build these characters that I think you know like I don't mean to cut you off, Zach, but like you build these so characters like right like the first Iron Man. I'll go you know really Marvel to like what Creed's gonna end up being where it's just like these characters have a good backstory and now you just get so many characters so jumbled and you try and please so many people now because oh i really want to see this character i want to see this character and that's all the end marvel scenes are now is the next character where it's like yeah but where's the backstory of this character where's where's any type of story for this character they're just thrown into the mix with the other seven or eight characters with only like one of them having like a true backstory movie because there's just not enough time and there's just not enough time in the year or whatever to release these to keep that interest level i think super high it's the fatigue factor i think that's even more difficult with another franchise though like let's say creed for example right i mean everyone knows uh you know uh, Adonis Creed, at least in after um, the 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 launch of, of Creed, but like, are we really going to care about any other up and coming character from the Rock universe or whatever? That that's still a gamble, right? Like, at least if you're Marvel, uh, you know, releasing something by uh, like Werewolf by Night, people are familiar with like Man Thing and the the Stone Family or whatever. You know, the characters in that in that one shot. I think it's still a lot harder to to generate interest in, in original characters, even if you already have an established IP. Yeah, but I guess you look at it and you say, using Creed as an example, like Rocky started off as a boxing movie that was just about an underdog, you know, facing off against the heavyweight champion, right? And that movie won Best Picture and then spawned a whole franchise because people were interested in it. John Wick, similar thing, right? Like it was a low budget spec script kind of thing. Yeah, that... but you know what the the through line between those those things is? We're talking about you know Rocky one, John Wick the the original John Wick, even Iron Man, mm-hmm. uh, even you know these are are passion projects from people who yeah. are huge fans of of the uh, you know the intellectual property themselves or even the genesis of the genesis of it like or so the genre or whatever yeah sure yeah like these are these are passion projects that they, they set out to make a movie a good movie first as opposed to uh, a franchise first yeah i agree totally and i think that the lesson that should be learned from those things is that make your movie like make a good movie make something you're passionate about same idea And then if it's good, you can spawn sequels off of it. But like, it seems like everything that comes through Hollywood right now is being pitched as this is the start of a franchise. This is how we can expand it out into like, remember when Netflix made bright, they talked about that as being like the bright (laughs) universe. Like literally they were talking about making sequels to that. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. They literally were. And then it spectacularly flopped and they scrapped it. I mean, I mean, we, we have seen examples of franchise filmmaking completely fail, right? Like we have the dark universe that just (laughs) like, it's still a gamble. It's still a gamble. But you have to make the good movie first. Like you have yeah, to make a absolutely. movie people care yeah. about, create characters that people care about, and then expand yeah. on from there. And I feel like that's the part that is being forgotten. Right now, it's just like we have this universe that we're working in. Here's a story, but the real potential is the fourth, fifth, sixth, 
hundredth movie that we're going to make out of it. Well, let's, let's look at it this way too. Is that really like people? So the, 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 the basic like critique online is like Hollywood is out of ideas. Right. But the way we're talking about it now, is that really a creative problem or is that a financing problem where if you're not in that room pitching the potential for spinoff, you know, spinoff one, two or three, and also four sequels get locked out the door. Are Yeah. Are, are they not greenlighting can, those projects? I can answer that question. I feel as <laughs> Cody has made his pitch yes. to Paramount well, Pictures. <laughs> I could Let's answer that. I could it. answer that question in the way that Evan would answer this question, and I know it's a new year, but this hasn't changed for Evan. That's capitalism, baby. That's capitalism. <laughs> yes. Cody brought I... it back to the podcast. Is but... that the first time you've ever said that on the show? Me? No, I've said it before. Cody, always when I always when revolution. I come back, knowing that Evan always has to throw that in there. <laughs> that, welcome yeah. to the revolution, comrade. Why? Why, why um, read? Yeah. Why reinvent the wheel, Zach? Why reinvent the wheel when something makes money and, and the wheel's already perfect, making money? And the wheel is universal, and the wheel is belonging to all of us. Um, Zach, I to answer your question though, I do think that it is a problem of Hollywood financing. That's capitalism, baby. Um, that has become a problem of creativity. I think that because it's understood that the only way that something is going to get financed by a studio is either you have a track record as a director or you have franchise potential. The only pitches that they're getting are from, you know, established directors or up and comers that are pitching some evolution of a franchise that already exists, that already has a fan base because these studios just really are not willing to take the risks and then on top of that as well, we talked extensively on this show about streamers. Streamers now are facing that capital crunch because they have gone through this period of, you know, exponential spending in hopes that the return will come. And I think it's starting to crash back down on them and realizing that like that spend is not going to come back. Like you have to have a catalog. But like you can't keep spending this much money on it. So they're really cutting back on auteur driven stuff. And it's becoming a, a matter of like, what is going to make us money? What is going to give us subscribers? <clears throat> and the answer to that is always franchise. And I think like all the economic incentives drive back to a franchise or franchise potential. And I don't know what to do about that. Like I don't know what there is to do other than people going to see movies that aren't marvel movies or aren't franchise movies but that yeah you know there's you limited know amount of theater um, going dollars to go we're, we're having we're having this conversation now and an idea is occurring to me and maybe i'm just maybe this is the madness overtaking me but i'm i'm thinking of the current filmmaking landscape as a microcosm of the american economy in which the middle class is completely disappearing and you either have Oh God! These what have, large, what have we these into? <laughs> multi-million, multi-million dollar budget films that are meant to spawn these franchises or entries in these franchises themselves. Mm-hmm. To, the focus is getting people in seats based around the hype, selling those tickets, and then you, guys, you have like small indie, indie creators that are on shoestring budgets, you know, of like fifteen thousand dollars, or like, and maybe some Oscar plays or something like that. But then just everything uh, in between that, it has become. It is essentially in the trash compactor of 1997 Star Wars. It is 
we we are witnessing rip the last episode. We are of Star Wars, we are witnessing a, a real time. Like, what has happened to this podcast? Experience. <laughs> we are witnessing a real time experience of right, the look, American look, middle class here. Look, I gotta grab this. I gotta grab In this. Film I'm analysis. Zach, That's Zach, fucking capitalism, baby. Has anyone thought of this before? I don't know. <laughs> Zach, Zach, Evan, What's up, both Cody? both What's both up? of you need to listen to What's me. What's going on, Chief? This is an hour long podcast, probably at this point, right? People Over, might listen to this on their way. To or from work? To work? God damn it. From work, it might be a little bit more manageable. What I'm getting at is about 40 minutes in, it gets a little political. I'm telling Listen, you, dude, Cody, people are Cody. turning our podcast off for this Cody, reason, Cody. right? <laughs> They're 40 minutes or like 10 minutes from home. Cody, like, not wow, everyone's apolitical. Cody, Cody, let me what? let me clue you in on something here, all right? All right. All right. Our two listeners are very political. <laughs> let me clue you That's in like on the American here. middle class is dying. This is yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean that was my original point, but listen, <laughs> go listen, ahead. Zach. That's why you're. That's this is why you're here. This is your job. Evan and I, we drag this podcast into the mud and we talk <laughs> about the boring details. Yes. Okay, we we yes. overanalyze shit. We're yes. talking about the people the, on here, the, Cody. Yeah, we're talking about the themes and you know what this one shot meant in a particular sequence. You're here to pull us back and talk. You know, average Joe. You're you're you're. You're the hero of this podcast, my friend. Like you are literally Cody is Iron Man. There, it's a yeah. He's Baba Yaga. Pull us out of our we own asses. Been, we should have been talking about how excited we all are to see Fast Ten. I don't know no why. One's excited for yes, Fast Ten. Yes, yeah, people are what? like, I have to see Fast Ten because I've seen the other nine. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Dude, that's exactly some, what we're talking about. It's gonna be some crazy I mean, shit. Yeah. No, I've got I've gone to the point where I I will go see a movie just because it's like funny to me like it's like a meme in itself like yeah exactly like i mean how fast nine fast nine in fast nine they went into space with a car fast nine was fun sucked fast nine fast nine was fun i saw that with my like i mean like i love it it was a blast like yeah well okay there's a little bit of a factor there but like the stunts in it are cool, right? Like I love seeing shit like that. It's it's like and, that. There's definitely some craft there. There but, you go. See, this is what dude, we're talking. Fast about. nine sucked. No, no. Fast <laughs> nine sucked. I did not like it. I did Evan, not I'm like surprised. it. Evan, I'm surprised. I'm gonna I'm gonna but, just go on my own tangent now, and we're not gonna get on this negativity. Take the floor. Ana de Armas is supposed to be in a spinoff, right? For the franchise. Ballerina. For, oh no, not ballerina. For what? For John Wick. That's the that's nah, the name of the show. James Bond, dude. Oh, that too. Yeah. Yeah. See, you see what we're near. Everything's with? a fucking franchise. That's what I, that was the yeah, point of this whole thing. Is like, you love Anna de Armas. You've admitted it. He doesn't. He doesn't. She's yeah. great. I I think she is like a well, really I know good his, actress. I know his girlfriend sitting like right behind him. Blink once if you love Anna de Armas. Okay. Is that a <laughs> she. I saw her perk up. She's like, yeah, yeah. Blink, Evan. I dare you. <laughs> she she loves Anna de Armas too. She blinked. <laughs> Um, Isn't she's Brazilian, right, or is she Portuguese? I don't fucking know. Ana de Armas is Cuban. There, it's close enough, right? <laughs> Basically the same. <laughs> I'm just thing. fucking kidding. <laughs> but but let's yeah. go. Let's uh, go again, down that rabbit hole. Zach. Series of existence. I know where every country in the world is. All right. All right, Zach. This is not the time. <laughs> Cody came after me. I once passed a geography course where I was able to point out like all the rivers and shit and i got like a all right, which one of the two of you can name the capital of zimbabwe right now oh, zimbabwe hey google it's uh, What's the it's, capital? Uh, it's uh it's uh harare right there you go that wasn't the question it was geography that's a capital is that right is that, is that right that it's, it's, 
percent on geography. Anyway, we we've gone way off course here. Like, uh, I do hope like, that more people this? take the John Wick lesson that like your personal film can become a franchise rather than just like all we can do is work within the franchise ecosystem. That means that, that means I shouldn't give up for Guy Ritchie making the is that worse, a franchise. Though? I don't know Guy if that's, Ritchie I don't... has two films coming out this year, Cody. I don't know if that's worse. But they're though, not like... part of the franchise for the gentleman for you to enjoy, Evan. Zach, go ahead. Uh, is that worse though? If like you're just like, hey, listen here, little Timmy. Even you one day can be at the head of a franchise. Like that that strikes not, me as a little not bit true, worse. That's true, Zach. Little I don't Timmy, think it's worse though because it's little Timmy's it's new just ideas. in the same movie ten times with the Scrooge. It's there's a difference between remaking a movie ten times and a franchise. Little Timmy is in a remake. But I but I think the distinction there is that like if you view John Wick as like the launch point for a franchise, you can say that like, hey, make your movie and if it's well received it could become something that's great i think that's better than just saying like let's pitch your movie as like the starting point of a of a franchise because that wasn't the the impetus of the first john wick movie it was just like here's a revenge movie about a guy whose dog got killed and we think it's interesting we want to make this movie it's self-financed kind of thing i think that needs to be encouraged more like that should be the lesson of John Wick making, you know, 70 plus million dollars this last weekend, expanding into a show, a spinoff, you know, four, maybe five movies if they approve it. Um, For me, that's like the lesson here is if you make an original idea that is good enough, it can become something. But if you just make like, I don't know, a mummy redux to start the dark universe, like nobody wants that. So don't don't assume you know like what the audience wants just because they wanted it before. Like make a movie that means something to you because that's always more personal and always more interactive and connective to people because it's connected to you, like because it is something that matters to you. That that is my thought on on the whole franchise model. Yeah, I think it can just be summed up as like any anyone who's trying to make a movie should always strive to make a good movie first before yeah. thinking about any any franchise or sequel potential even. Like just make a good movie. They don't make franchises out of bad movies except for Shrek. What? Just kidding. That is the I'm kidding. That is interesting the actually. Joke. All right, just making fun of my girlfriend. Sorry. Coward, coward. <laughs> Shrek 2, Masterpiece. Just like Shrek 1. (laughs) That was the quietest response (laughs) I've ever heard. Uh, All right. I feel like, you know, we're not here. I think we're here as a podcast to start a franchise, and we might as well just not still. In the real universe. Yeah, dude, let's do it. I'd have such a good backstory. You guys would be like the doom and gloom, and I'd be like that fucking hero guy, like Cody Mister Apolitical. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Uh, We hope you enjoyed our discussion of John Wick, Keanu Reeves, franchise filmmaking. Uh, You guys want to tell the people where they can find you. Uh, Cody, you first. 
God, where am I now? Uh, I'm on Twitter. <laughs> the I dying still, platform. I, I don't have a blue check mark, but yeah. You could pay for you, one. I don't want to pay for one. How much is it? Like five $8 bucks. a month. $8 a month? It's going up to 11 <laughs> <laughs> You're not selling it. Uh, I'm on Letterboxd. All of it's DJ Rote. Someone took my original DJ Rote, which I think is me. I just never got back to my OG account. So now my now my O is a zero. So it's like DJ Rote. It's on Letterboxd. DJ Rote with a DJ zero Rote. or with an O? I don't know. It's been a minute. I think it's Zach, a zero. Where can people find you? It's DJ Rote with a zero. <laughs> <laughs> uh myself i'm at uh painted underscore dog on letterboxd okay i am also on letterboxd at evan d26 uh you can also find all of my writing on spinning the real.com that's right and right. i r-e-e-l r-e-e-l spinning there's the no zeros no zeros cody no zeros to be found uh all right, now if i'm if i if i you know uh, understand what's happening correctly. We're in the closing segment. Cody, when are you coming back, man? Well, what's out next week? Dungeons and Dragons. I'll watch that movie. That's Dungeons tonight. and Dragons. Is there any? There's something else, isn't there? It doesn't matter. I want to see Dungeons and Dragons. Right, we, we can if you want that. me back. Same directors as Game back. Night, so I'm down. You want me back? Yeah, absolutely. Let's... Right? Yeah. Um, what else is? I don't think there is anything else, right? I don't know. We'll, we'll like, figure Cody, it out. You, you know what, week. Cody? You know what you should watch? You should watch Sixty Five. Uh, you know, Adam Driver goes forward or backwards in time. It's unclear to kill dinosaurs. <laughs> it's unclear. <laughs> Usually, those movies are pretty good at saying three thousand years later or twenty. Uh, no. So he goes. He's he's. It's 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 kind of both. But basically, his future from, is our past, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. His he's from a planet that's you know millions of light years away or whatever, and then he's traveling on a on a mission, and then. He ends up on Earth 65 million years ago before the great extinction event that the asteroid. Turns out it was him. And anyway. Just watch Dungeons and Dragons. And we yes, we will. Um, go to spinningthereal.com. I have a John Wick for relative review. Um, there might be an Instagram post this weekend. There, gentlemen. I should hope so. Uh, and with I want to win the game. Yeah, rate, review us on uh, on Apple or wherever you listen to this podcast. and Answer the Spotify question, who had the best list. And with that, Cody, do you have any final word? I do. I do. I know things have probably changed in the time I've been gone, but I'm back now. And there's only one thing and one thing only to say to the people. Bye!